You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Astros taking the field and heading to the mound is right-hander Brad Peacock. Losses last start Thursday in Minnesota. Gave up seven runs on eight hits and two walks. Struck out two in that ball game and only went three and two-thirds innings. As Peacock had his shortest start since last August in Seattle when he worked as an opener. He has pitched well in his career against the Royals but has never made a start against them. All seven of his appearances before tonight were out of the pen. Mentioned that game against Minnesota his last start. That was last Thursday afternoon and it happened so quickly. Remember that Robert the yep. fourth inning where after one out it's just bang 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 and, and before he knew it he was in the showers and that's what can happen if you don't make your pitches. Pitch on the way. Swing and a miss went up the ladder with the fastball and Mondesi down on strikes first K for Peacock Peacock blows a fastball by Solaire who swings through it and that's Brad's second strikeout one out and that brings up Ryan O'Hearn curveball drops in for strike three and O'Hearn goes down looking Wind up the two two is strike three call that was the fastball must have been looking for something else about face and back to the dugout and there's one away fourth strikeout for Peacock kicks delivers swing and a miss another good curveball. And Brad picks up his fifth strikeout of the ball game. 3-2 count. Runner will get a head start. Here's the pitch. Fastball. Strike three. Ring him up. As there was a one-out walk. Struck out the other three. Six strikeouts in the ball game for Peacock. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on three pitches. Mondesi strikes out for the second time tonight. That's seven Ks for Peacock. Two out. There's a beautiful curveball. Exposed him earlier in the bat on that curveball swung road right over the top and that one as well. Good depth to that. Runners lead off all three bases. 0-2. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Throws him with a slider. And the inning draws to a close. Peacock leaves him loaded. 3-2. That is on the outside corner for strike three. Solaire goes down looking. He disagrees with Brian Knight. But he's headed to the third base dugout. Ninth strikeout for Peacock. One out. Breaking out some artistry on the corners. Here's the 2-2. That is at the knees for strike three. Owings goes down looking. And it's a 1-2-3 inning for Peacock. Ten strikeouts, his fourth career double-figure strikeout game. Max Stassi so quiet behind the plate. It's been a, a masterpiece the way he's gotten him some extra strikes. Here's the 1-2, strike three. Another one looking. That's seven looking, 11 total. For Brad Peacock, ties a career high. He's got a chance for a dozen. That would be a career high if he could strike him out. Peacock hands over the head. The windup, the 2-2, pitch, strike three. Eight of them looking, 12 strikeouts for Peacock. How about that? Now struck out six of the last seven. Been and really even, impressive tonight. Yeah, an even dozen for Brad. And how about this coming after a really rough outing his last time in Minnesota. Yeah. Let's go down to the Astros dugout where we're joined by tonight's winning pitcher Brad Peacock seven shutout innings just one walk 12 strikeouts allowed three hits a really professive impressive performance and Brad after the rough one you had your last time out against Minnesota what were some of the things that you you wanted to take into tonight's game to improve upon you know just have confidence you know uh, you have a game like that you know you really really uh, hurt your confidence and uh, I just tried to go out there and have some fun tonight and made a little change and went from the windup. And, uh, you know, it worked out pretty good. Brad, what does the, the windup do for you? Does it give you more of a rhythm into, in, into your pitches? Absolutely, man. I felt like I could control all my pitches tonight. And, yep. uh, I haven't felt like that in a, in a little while. It was nice. And, I mean, you had to be pleased with the offensive support you got tonight. I mean, especially after the way last night's game went, really clicking on all cylinders. 
Yeah, those guys are unbelievable, man. Uh, it's one of the best teams I think I've ever, best offensive teams I've ever, you know, been a part of, and they're they're always fun to watch. Is it a little bit of of relief for you, Brad, because you sit around for a few days and you have to think about, man, I've got to I've got to get this thing going. I've got to help the guys. I don't want to be the weak link in, in the rotation. Is it that kind of a feeling? And you get. Uh, through this game like this and you just like exhale man yeah I did it and I'm going in the right direction 100% man uh, those games can really uh, take a toll you know you, you know you got to sit there for five days and you know before you get out there that's being in the bullpen last year you know you could be out there the next day so it's kind of tough being in the, in the rotation and sitting down for five days and thinking about it but uh, you also got to learn from it and yeah. uh, just keep uh, keep grinding there comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where tonight the Houston Astros open up a four-game series against the Texas Rangers. This is a continuation of a seven-game homestand for the Astros. It started with them taking two out of three from the Kansas City Royals, including a 9-0 win in the rubber game yesterday. Brad Peacock, a career-high 12 strikeouts over seven shutout innings. Michael Brantley, two home runs, drove in three as the Astros have won four of their last five. Taking on a Rangers team that's won three out of four after picking up a nine to six win in Pittsburgh yesterday. Astros 22 and 15 first in the AL West three games ahead of Seattle and they're three and a half games ahead of the Rangers who are 17 and 17 and in third place in the division. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist the official health care provider for the Houston Astros Houston Methodist leading medicine. Wade Miley getting the ball for the Astros and Miley did a really good job in his last start against the Angels on Saturday pitching in a, a tough place to pitch in Monterey Mexico. Yeah you know and it gets a lot of tough right handed batters when you think of, of Trout and Pujols and Andrelton Simmons and those guys and you think man they get the ball in the air they're really uh, going to be in trouble you think uh, Miley may not last that long but he had a great game plan he executed perfectly and he was so dogged inside he was cutting the ball inside throwing strikes inside with his fastball all that stuff and, and he just never really uh, went away from that plan and it worked perfectly Mike Miner getting the ball for the Rangers and He's been one of the, the best starters in the American League this year. The Rangers opening day starter, and he's lived up to that title, 2.40 ERA in seven starts. Well, they took the reins off. Last year, he was coming off of a season where he was a reliever the previous year, so they wanted to keep the innings down, and they were hoping that the last two years of his contract were going to be the ones that were the most fruitful, and they're seeing it now. You know, he, there's no reins on it. He, he's pitching more innings per start than anybody else in the major leagues this year, and if the All-Star game was today, he'd be on it. He's been that good. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. You look at this Rangers team and what jumps out at you is their offense. Second to Seattle and runs scored in the American League. They can put runs on the board in a hurry, but they can also give up quite a few runs. Well, you have to execute your pitches, right? Right. You know, they, they've got a lot of home run hitters, and if you make mistakes, they can take advantage of it. And, you know, a lot of their wins are, are games when they score eight, nine, 12 13 runs yep. you know they're that good as you mentioned but uh, there's some holes in the swings and, and if you can get them exploit those holes and execute your game plan then you can keep your team in the ball game for sure coming up next we'll have the manager show with AJ Hinch presented by waste management a little later we'll hear from Eric Nadell longtime voice 
of the Texas Rangers on radio. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Getting ready to start a four-game series with the Texas Rangers. I'm with A.J. Hinch, and just one or a couple of things about yesterday's ball game. What a lift that was with Brad Peacock going out there, seven shutout innings. Yeah, he was awesome. And from the very beginning, that was the best uh, entrance into the game. He comes in, he gets three quick outs. We get in the dugout. George hits the homer, and we're off and running. And and, and Peacock, had, you know, pitched great with the lead. Obviously, we had the big third inning, but um, it was nice to see the ball come out of his hand. A little extra juice, a little extra on his off speed and, and in complete control of the game. You were talking about two games ago when the starter comes out early, you're trying to manage for the rest of the week instead of just the next day or that day. And what Peacock did may have some residue for a week now. If you guys go on a run, it could point to his start. For sure, and, and especially given that we could get through the game, you know, seven strong from Peacock, two strong from James, um, getting Devo and Valdez a day of rest after they worked extensive innings, and then our primary bullpen that we use with the wins is Osuna, Presley, Harris, and Rondone. None of those guys even got up and played catch. So um, it does set us up for this series. We need to play well this series. We've lost back-to-back series against the Rangers, which um, you know means they're playing well, and, it, and they caught us at a little bit of an awkward time. We need to repay them. I like your comments yesterday about <clears throat> Michael Brantley. And he hits this one well. Right field, going back on an Owings. Looks up. There it goes. A two-run homer for Brantley, and the Astros lead 4 to nothing. Here's the 2-1 to Brantley. Clubs this one to right. That's a no doubt about it. Home run for Brantley. His second of the ball game. Astros lead seven to nothing. Michael Brantley now with nine home runs. He was going to have this day off for sure today. Mm-hmm. So yesterday he's the DH, gets off his feet for a little bit, and he goes off. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I know it's tough when when guys are getting days off after good good games, but. Um, I think part of part of this system we got working is when they know they're going to have the next day off, they empty their tank in the game before. I've watched it with Yuli. I've watched it with Brantley. I've seen it with Springer. Um, and and, and they're keep, we're keeping them fresh, and there's a great plan in place to, uh, to keep it going. I think part of, uh, of what they're doing well um, is because of this system that we got working. Uh, they got to do the work, and they got to put up the at-bats, but it's funny to tell a guy, uh, before the game, you have tomorrow off, and then after the game, like, are you sure you have tomorrow <laughs> off? Because two hummers usually get you in the lineup the next day. But what a what a nice night! You know what? That system works well too because you have depth, doesn't it? It does, and we, you know, I want to keep everybody involved, and I also want to keep everybody healthy. And and um, you know, I, I know it, it looks easy on TV, or it looks, you know, it sounds easy on the radio whenever uh, we play every single day and some of the travel we've had. What a lot of people don't know is that. You know, guys have been sick around here, including Brantley and, and Springer and um, Altuve, guys that haven't felt good, um, you know, not, not the flu, but something around of a cold. And that going, going place to place, we show up on your TV, on your radio, we're usually in a different location. It's tough to get there. Yep. All right, uh, Texas Rangers, you have them for four games. Uh, they're playing well. 
Uh, they haven't played well on the road, but Mike Miner in particular, who's pitching today, he's a lefty. You've seen him before, and he's pitched well against you. What does he do well, and what do you need? Yeah, to do? he's good, and he's he's one of the, the the better performers so far this season. If the if the All Star game was today, he would have an argument for being in the in, um, you know in the mix there. Um, he's got a good arm. He's got good stuff. He hides the ball well. He rarely makes mistakes. He works fast. Um, he's got a he's got a sprinter's mentality in the in the rotation, meaning he will. He will come out and, and his best stuff will be right at the beginning of the game. And I think it comes from him being in the bullpen before. Uh, but I, but I, you know, he's just been very efficient and he 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 cuts, it sinks, it got a little slider. He can move it around a little bit. Um, he's really tough on lefties, which is why I've loaded the, the lineup tonight with uh, all righties plus Reddick. So we'll have to to get guys on base, score early will help, and put some pressure on them. You mentioned that uh, Miner hides the ball well, and you've caught a million guys and caught a million pitches. What does a guy have to do to hide the ball? Well, I mean, it's kind of what, natural arm swing for some guys. It's not, I mean, I don't think everybody tries to hide the ball, but sometimes just the way a body mechanic works, if a guy tucks his shoulder and his, and his arm stays completely behind his body the whole time, it's a guy like Miner. Um, other guys have longer arm swings. You think Lance McCullers or you mm-hmm. think even – um, you know, JV kind of digs behind his his body a little bit, and you can track it a little bit. It doesn't make it easy to hit, but it makes it easy to track. And um, guys that hide the ball, the ball explodes. You see 92 on the board. It's actually more like 94, 95 with what the hitter sees. So uh, Miner is that type of guy. They, they, they'll say like things like, hey, he's throwing darts, or hey, he's, um, you know, it's, it's tough to pick up, or it's got hop, or whatever the phrases are that hitters will use. Um, nobody comes back and says Miner's easy to see. It's not easy to pick up uh, Miley as well, and he he can tell you what's coming, and we all know what's going to come. He's going to throw a million cutters inside of the righties. What makes him tough, and how can he get away? Yeah, with he's got shorter arm action, so he's the guy that kind of throws that like a like a NFL quarterback, so to speak. It's kind of tucked in his body, and um, it's a quick arm, and ball cuts at the last second. Um, he's pretty efficient. You know, he works really fast. We've yet to see a team that's that's taken him out of that tempo yet. Um, it won't surprise me if teams start to play a little bit more of the delay a game tactics on, on a guy like Wade Miley, especially when he's throwing strikes like he does. Um, but he works fast. He keeps the ball off the barrel. Um, you know, he, he wants to get on and off the field when it comes to I'm going to make my pitches in the strike zone. Um, he's been very, very effective. And is he top five goofiest guys on the team? Pretty, pretty much. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good old boy. And, <laughs> and uh, as he tells me every time, I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but it's going to happen fast. <laughs> All right, AJ, good luck. All right, so Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Eric Nadell, Rangers broadcaster in his 41st year with the Texas Rangers, getting ready to start a series with the Astros. And before we talk about this series, got to talk about the book that you have out, Limerick. And it came out. It came about last year because you were doing limericks on the air. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it kind of happened organically where we started writing uh, limericks on the air. About a month into the season, the Rangers were struggling. We were just looking to have fun in a couple of blowout games, and we wrote a limerick. Uh, about the game we were playing. As it turned out, the Red Sox had just called a guy up from Pawtucket, and we decided we'd write a clean (laughs) limerick based on that. Uh And uh, we got a lot of reaction to it on social media, so we decided uh, let's do it every day. We'll write a limerick every day. We'll wait till the eighth inning to read it. Maybe we'll hold our audience. And we kept doing it, and people liked it, and we'd post them on social media. And then I was introduced to an illustrator who took some of the limericks and did these incredible sketches. And I said, wow, let's let's keep doing it and put a book together at the end of the year and raise money for the Rangers Charity Foundation. 
it's a, a pretty amazing story. It's pretty clever, too, uh, because broadcasters are always looking for something to talk about, maybe if the season's not going well or if it's a, it's a blowout game. Before last year, when was the last time you had written a limerick? Uh, probably when I was doing minor league hockey back in the mid-70s to amuse the guys on the long bus trips. I would sometimes <laughs> write dirty limericks about them, uh-huh. but uh, nothing like what appears in this book. And the book, by the way, is called Lim-Eric. It's available on Amazon, and then we also have book signings in our ballpark before all the weekend games. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the book of the limericks you came out with with the hockey team in the 70s, but that, we'll save that for... We have a whole file of limericks that couldn't make it into print. <laughs> so, looking at this Rangers ball club, I mean, been about 500 for the most part this year, and this is definitely a team that can that can hit and score runs. That seems to be pretty apparent early on. Yeah, it's like it's old-fashioned Rangers baseball. Yeah. Score a ton of runs, give up a lot of runs. The Rangers are leading the major leagues in runs per game. Uh, not quite leading the major leagues in runs given up per game, but pretty close to it. And the average number of runs in a Ranger game for both teams combined is over 11. Uh, which is the highest in the major leagues. So uh, they've been interesting games. They've been exciting games, but uh, we don't get a lot of pitchers duels. Joey Gallo is fascinating to me. Obviously, a lot of power in the past. The batting average hasn't been very high. Always a lot of strikeouts, always quite a few walks. But this year, the batting average is, is much better. And, of course, the on-base percentage rises with that. What's been the difference with Joey Gallo this year? I think the biggest simple difference is that he's laying off pitches that he can't hit. Rather than swinging at a high fastball on the first pitch of an at-bat, for example, and popping it up or, or hitting one into the shift, he'll take the pitch, even if it's a strike. You know, Luis Ortiz, the new pitching coach, has this saying, it's better to have an 0-1 count than an 0-for-1. Yeah. And Joey is really buying into that. They've also made some changes in his setup. His stance is not as open, and his hands are a little bit lower. But basically, I think the most important thing is laying off pitches that he can't hit. Looking at the rotation, the Astros are going to see the Rangers' two best starting pitchers the first two games, Mike Miner today, Lance Lynn tomorrow. After that, it's really been a struggle for this rotation. Uh, a lot of guys coming off of injury. You already have one guy, Edison Volquez, who's hurt. What is the level of concern about the, the other three-fifths of this Rangers rotation? I think there's, there's quite a bit of concern. You look at the fact the Rangers have played 34 games. They have eight quality starts, and they've all come from Miner and Lynn. None of the other starting pitchers have given them a quality start. They've used eight starters. Uh, Smiley has shown very positive signs the last couple of times. He missed two starts. Uh, Shelby Miller has been a very good three to four inning pitcher, and they're debating what to do with him. Uh, maybe use an opener in front of him yeah. or, or maybe even move him to the bullpen. Uh, he did pitch better yesterday for, again, just for three or four innings. Volkes is on the injured list, and Adrian Sampson has been hit and miss filling in for him. So there's definitely concern. You know, if the Rangers are somehow going to stay in contention this year, they're going to have to get some quality starts out of someone other than, than Lynn and Minor. They're averaging under five innings per start, and that puts a tremendous strain on the bullpen. 
Eric Nadell, longtime voice of the Texas Rangers on radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to see you. Looking forward to a great series. Hey, Astros fans, Lauren Blackwell up in the radio booth with your radio broadcast team, Steve Sparks and Robert Ford. Robert, both of these teams coming off exciting big wins yesterday. Now the battle for the silver boot is here in Houston. What have you noticed that has been different with the way the Astros are playing as opposed to the first six times that these two teams have met? Well, I think the offense has started to pick up, and I think that's probably been the, the biggest difference. I mean, you look at what Michael Brantley and George Springer have done. They've been pretty consistent all year long. We're seeing Bregman starting to heat up. Gurriel, after a bit of a rough patch, is swinging the bat better lately. So I think that's probably the biggest difference from when these teams met those six games in April. All right, Sparky, Wade Miley, two strikeouts away from 1,000 career K's. Players don't like to talk about these milestones a lot, but as a pitcher, what does that 1,000th strikeout mean in regard to their career? You know what? Usually the players don't know that they're coming up on those <laughs> milestones until they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're confronted in their lockers from the, the media, and they, they learn about some of those things, and it's neat. You know, 1,000 is a big deal, and it takes a, a pitcher who's been in the game for quite a while, had success like Wade has, uh, and the way he's pitched for the Astros has been fantastic. The game in Monterey, Mexico the other day was a great example, a tough pitch to park in, and against a pretty tough Angels team and he he did great you know his cut fastball is for real he can throw it to both sides of the plate and he's going to do it fast yep we'll see it early tonight hopefully well these next four games should be fun ones make sure you tune in pre and post game each and every Astros game sports talk 790 or 740 a.m. Steve Sparks and Robert Ford hey Rob Bradford here you guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.